clap sync. Three, two, one. And we are back recording. Wow. Everybody after okay over there? A little bit of a break. I know. I was going to say, did James hit himself? Like, guys, <laughs> he went to clap and missed his own no. hand. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I was just like, wow, it's been a while since we've done a clap. Oh, I thought you said, yeah. ow. Like, ow. No, no, no. I said, hands. wow. But, but I can understand the confusion. Yo, listen, listen. Guys at home, I will let you in on a little secret. Okay. we've been experiencing this for the past couple of weeks oh first of all we did like a whole like organizing the next bunch of our weeks sort of situation it was sort of novel and it wasn't deliberation so we didn't record it anyways not important but i just say that because like we're already we're already in right so if you're like if you're cold listening to this you'd be like what what they're already but here's the trick that i want to let you in on we've been experiencing this for the past couple of weeks discord not the same as in person <laughs> does not feel the same boy is it not yeah so you know if you're a new listener you're coming in after like maybe listening to our game of the year is your first episode and you're like these guys sound awesome and cool and like i don't know they just seem like they're having such a great time and now you're hearing this Mm -hmm. yeah you know this is how it's we're sorry yeah we're not having a great time anymore yeah we literally hate each other and talk to each other constantly because we don't want the other person to say anything and it's just rough but no but we have to Mm -hmm. understand is like Sometimes when you mix the podcast certain ways, when I, you one, which really ends up being me, it's like if you mix the podcast in certain ways, it ends up sounding like we're all in the same room, but then you still obviously have the delay. But you have to understand what we hear is like someone's making a funny joke. Another person acknowledges the funny joke by like trying to support them in a positive way, which then derails them. <laughs> because it's fucking discord oh it's just it's brutal man so okay we're here we'll do our best i want you to know that throughout that whole thing i really wanted to interrupt you talk over you and just say that wasn't my experience at all (laughs) and i really held it back you have to reference the Raphael clip which is that wasn't my experience yeah i I was actually like considering ending that with that wasn't my experience yeah (laughs) we should do uh, a review McCoy, episode you should get the sound bite or you should get yeah. the soundboard out because okay. we need to have that just yes. be like an interjection that you just always play over anybody's opinion <laughs> about any game ever <laughs> the second someone doesn't give a gold star to a game that i think deserves it just that wasn't my experience <laughs> over. Okay, pass me my phone elena i'll fucking you know what i'll do i'll fucking set up my fucking soundboard yeah, it's fucking time down. boys let's do it um, and we should update it's it with 2022. Some... Exactly. <laughs> Here, I'll add it to your list so you can focus. You'll add some. I'm watching you struggle right now. Thank you. I can do it. I wasn't struggling, but I do appreciate you helping me. Um, okay. That was such a double. I didn't know how to approach that because I was both very thankful that she's helping me, but I was also really offended that you described it as me struggling. I was using my phone. Okay. I know how to use <laughs> but I that could, thing. I could just see your brain working and you realizing that you could not. My brain both... has to work to use my phone. <laughs> it's know. not, it's not, I'm not throwing. It's not that you could not both talk and also put this in your to-do list. Yeah, it's tough. Um, but yes, we are the Tyranny of Thumbs Gaming Podcast where we play a game each week and then we talk about it. So if you haven't heard of this before, we are James. <laughs> Hi. We are? Oh. We are James. <laughs> Guys, yeah, I'm we're throwing. James. We're, I'm James. James. we're all James. We're all James. Um, but anyway, so that, that's James. And then we have Raphael. Hello. We've got McCoy. What's up? We've got Elena. Hello. And then myself, Zoe. And so, yeah, we just sit each week and we'll chat about a game. Sometimes the game is current. Sometimes it's not. We just play whatever the fuck we want. And it's lovely that way. 
Yeah. Well, hold on. Quick interjection to that. Yeah. Did anybody catch <laughs> the subtle detail there that Alina was no longer listed as a guest? And as a result, you have to stop copping out whenever there's responsibilities uh-huh. for the podcast. No? <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Elena is like the most responsible member. (laughs) But that's because I'm a guest, man. The pressure of being a full member would get to me and I I wouldn't be able to do what I do behind the scenes. Uh-huh. You just pick exactly. and choose responsibly. That makes sense, yep. I guess. I believe Elena's Discord role mm-hmm. currently in our server is coded yellow and it's called the largest guest. So, I mean, she's basically a main right. member. I, also, I, wanna, I have issue with, I take issue with that. Oh, yeah? I'm going to write an email later. Yeah, you should write a letter. <laughs> I'll write a memo. You, you probably should. Yeah. And if you, listener, want to write a letter, letter, you could write it too. Tyranny of thumbs at gmail.com. I love when people plug shit when they haven't actually done anything. All we've done is like barely riffed <laughs> for like that's, five I think that's minutes enough. or something. I don't know what the people want from us. We struggled through. Exactly. <laughs> We struggled through our own names. Okay, that's how you know you should trust us with video game knowledge. Have we even finished names yet? Jesus Christ! Maybe we have. We did a long time ago. But but here's the thing, right? Like we set it up for those who have come here from the game of the year, and that makes total sense. And they might get why there's a step down in quality, but we can also explain what would happen if you just opened this episode and you never listened to game of yours. And I think those people are way more confused. Because they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'll tell you, we're we're trying to loosen up a little bit before we get into Sherlock Holmes, which is a very, you know, uptight game with a lot of, like, very uh, specific, you know what I mean? Like, sort of, like, we're going to have to get into a lot of details. So we got to, like, loosen up a little before that. But Got to sh- pin that evidence. I just want oh, to note that you got the name of the game wrong. It's called <laughs> Sherlock Holmes Chapter One. Yeah, but where's and the And I only know that you got the name of the game wrong because it's actually important because I did look up if there are more Sherlock Holmes games, and there are a number of Sherlock Holmes games, which I'm mm-hmm. now interested in playing, but this one in particular, Sherlock Holmes Chapter 1. Okay, then let me ask you this then. Are there more that are after this one? Do you no. know what I'm saying? Okay. Not yet from the same no. people who made this. Because this, this is, is the very most recent. recent game from this. From Frogwares, yeah. Mm-hmm. So specifically, yeah. we are playing the Frogwares franchise of Sherlock Holmes. I'm okay. sure there's a bunch of like point and click right. adventure games for Sherlock Holmes. This is specifically Frogwares version. And this is Sherlock Holmes Chapter 1, which was released back in October or November of last year, 2021. Hmm. So, Oh, so very recent. Yeah, yeah, relatively recent mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Do you think Frogwares has a lineage from like the Tamagotchi? Like, why do they just like sound like a developer that made like, like some really jank ass two D games like in the early, early, early times? Frogwares. It does kind of. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, what What did it remind me of? Like, did you guys ever play like when you were very little? Like, maybe first started like using a computer. All of like those. Uh, not it's not play school, but like they were just like little like kindergarten computer programs like. God, am I the only one? I don't think you are, but yeah, I, I didn't had though. Some of them, I, I've seen them, but I didn't though. Because I played like, things like on the Mac, like Bugdom and Bugdom. I played so Bugdom. Yeah, I played Bugdom and I played uh, Load Runner. Nanosaur. Nanosaur. I actually think a great. Ooh, I think yeah, a great bro. block. I've said this before. Yeah. We should I think do it. An, I think oh it's an my year. God. I think a great block would be like childhood games. Yo, are edibles legal where you guys are? Because Childhood games plus edibles equals <laughs> rocket ship emoji. Like, you know what I'm saying? Come on. <laughs> it's 
right there. Okay. No? Oh my god. Perfect. Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom doesn't listen to this yeah. shit. Um, Zoe's mom does, though. Hi, Zoe's Hi, mom. Hi, mom's Dean. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? Well, legals are, edibles are probably legal where she is at. And listen, if she had childhood video games, she should totally play them and eat edibles, right? I mean, that sounds like an insane experience. Um, I'll talk to her about it. Yeah, I'll you talk to her about it. Yeah. I think that Yo, McCoy Bob, guy's have really you heard good. of Zoombinis? <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of, what, Neoqua- Neopets? Neopets. Uh, yeah, 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 I played yeah. a lot of Neopets, yeah. Yeah, oh my god. I, I mean, listen, I would... See, there's a part of me that wishes I was bored in the modern era because I'm not that bored these days because I have games that play, you know, in an infinite sort of way and I can practice them and I can get into, you know, form and each day I'm rusty. So I got to get, you know, shake off the rust and these sorts of things. But if I was bored, one of the things I would do is I would go back to the early MMOs and just walk around and see what they're like now. Think about that, man. Mm -hmm. Like go to fuck, go back to Neopets, go to fucking RuneScape, go to fucking... Mm -hmm. Is Neopets an MMO? Not exactly. I don't, I don't think it is. I don't think it counts as an MMO. But was it a Honestly, massively... it's got a fair bit in common. Right? Yeah, right? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Like... I don't know, man. That's mm-hmm. weird. All I know is that my Neopets are starving right now. I have not fed them for oh, at yeah, least 20 years. Yeah, but they're not dead, though. They never die. They just live for fucking years in purgatory. I think that's teaching people, you know, <laughs> so worse. many times online you see all these, like, gifts or whatever the fuck of, like, bad parenting. And I think Neopets is responsible partially. Because, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you <laughs> you could just be irresponsible in that game and they would, like, give you a slap on the wrist or whatever, but your Neopet would live. Like, that's not true, like, in real life. You know no, that's because I mean? we graduated onto Sims, and Sims they actually died. So you know, it's it's stepping stones. You All know? right, you're absolutely right. And not only that, I think we have to get to the real meat of the matter, which is Zoe. Why have you? And I'm talking to you directly. Why have you not brought a Sims block to the table? <laughs> okay, why? Because truth be told, I haven't opened up The Sims for like at least the past year. And whenever I open it, all I do is design houses. I don't even play the game for what it's like intended purpose is. Wouldn't we also need to spend like $100 each minimum no. just to play that game? No, but I've heard that if you do <laughs> it, it is costly. more enjoyable. <laughs> you have more things. Yeah, do you want dogs? I want the pets expansion. Pay $40 for, <laughs> for yeah. dogs. Worth. Yeah. I think, okay, listen, it's it's all relative, right? Because that's maybe a little expensive for a Sims expansion, but it's very cheap for a dog. Right? <laughs> true. true. It's that's true. Right? Not wrong. Really so there's that as well. Listen, I, I just know that like everybody has had just the littlest Sims experience, I feel like. Or maybe I'm speaking too widely, but I had a little Sims experience because I went over to my friend's house. Actually, it was the same guy I was talking about earlier who works at Annapurna, but not the games division. Went over to his house. Before, yeah, before, before we, we started, started recording, recording. So you're really tying yeah. it in for the listeners. Yeah. <clears throat> no, just not along like you get it. Oh, um, okay. That's Sorry, another yeah. reference. They don't get it. Fucking hell. So. Um, listen, I'm just here to kill the group in front of me. I, you know, I it's too much for me to like manage all that. But yeah. <laughs> um, and I remember going over there and he was like, listen, we're going to play The Sims. I was like, cool. And he was like, check this out. And I remember hearing, like, rumors of what, like, the girls were doing with Sims. Like, ooh, they build houses or, like, they make, like, you know, they find, like, you know, a, a romance character for their whatever. And mm-hmm. they, like, watch them having sex or whatever. But I think it's, like, a cloud, like, an action cloud. I don't know what it is. But, like, but like at least my friend group, they were like, yo, yo, play The Sims. Come here, come here. You, you make a pool, okay? 
Okay, and I'm like, sick. You make a pool in the backyard? Yeah. First, you design your house, but don't put too much. No, just like basic walls, bro. Just basic. No, come on. Just like a basic. Get through the house part. Okay, so you build a house and you make a pool, right? Then you get everyone to go into the pool, right? Okay, okay. And then here's what you do. You remove the ladder into the pool, right? And they're like, well, what happens then? Well, they can't fucking get out. I'm like, oh my God, they can't get out? Yeah, and then we just watch. And you just watch as all the Sims just die. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I don't know why that was the experience with the Sims, but I just think like, you know, I think we've all had our own experience with the Sims, and I think it's, it might be time for us to to do a Sims. Put block. it, put it together, bro. That can be your next block. Okay, I'll I'll take it on. Screw Elden, Elden Ring. Ring. <laughs> Elden Ring. I think <laughs> it supersedes Elden Ring. Three weeks Elden Ring, two weeks Sims. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good, right? That's pretty actually good. hilarious. Oh yeah, and if you want to learn more about this block concept we're talking about, don't worry, just wait, and eventually in time it will come to you. But eventually in time, what will come to us now for this podcast is. Sherlock. So, okay, I'm going to hand it off always to someone who actually knows what the fuck they're doing, but I am curious how Zoe will set this game up in context. What is this game? What type of game is it? What games is it maybe that we've played uh, recently related to? You know what I mean? Like, like what, how mm -hmm. can the listener understand this game if they don't know what it is already? All right. So Sherlock Holmes Chapter One can be described as a pseudo open world detective game. Uh, where you play a very young Sherlock. I don't think they ever say his age, actually, but I think it's assumed that he's maybe 18. <laughs> he's he's got to be at like least 18. With the it. stuff that he went through, it's got to be at least 18. I mean, we didn't have Don't Nod telling us every single <laughs> you know, story beat how old he was. So yeah. question, you know, jury's still out. Mm -hmm. Jury's um, still out, absolutely right. But yeah, you just an play yeah. exactly potentially an eighteen-year-old. He arrives at a at his hometown of Cordona, and he has to discover, basically unlock the secrets of his past that he has suppressed. But yeah, it's an open-world game. Uh, you go around, you look for clues, you talk to NPCs, you'll open up these quests and side quests. So it's very much like if I were to compare it to a game that we've played for the podcast, it's kind of like the Council in a way where you know you you go around you gather up all this information and sometimes your decisions may or may not have consequences like writing can suggest otherwise um and yeah i i picked this though because i just watched like five minutes of a stream at one point and i noticed that sherlock looked anime as fuck and then the other thing that was happening on stream was that he was blowing up an elephant sex yeah, doll. And I was yeah. like, we've got to play this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. McCoy will love this game. It's got all of his favorites, anime and fucking elephant sex dolls. Basically, I was waiting for a game that had potentially council vibes just in terms of its absurdity. And so that's why I brought the game to the table. And we started playing this as a group actually in person. Uh, for our game of the year, and we have uh, just finished it this past week. Unfortunately, not together. And boy, does that make a difference. Yeah. That's neither mm -hmm. here nor there. No, it's definitely yeah. here and there. If you want to see the drip, the drop in quality, right? Just like if you want to see it live in the flesh, because I mean, I don't know. I just think that's interesting as a concept. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. if you were just, if you can, if you guys are okay, have you guys ever noticed like when I was younger and I was watching YouTubers, I would watch for for excellence i think and like for like the heights that they could hit and these sorts of other things and and then i think over time i learned to appreciate them for for the human beings that they are but that took a little while 
And definitely, as we've created some jank-ass fucking YouTube videos, I've started to appreciate the humanity more and more and more. And all I can say is, like, yeah, we're just fucking humans trying our best. And if you want to see the difference between in-person and not, watch this fucking playthrough, okay? Like, just just trust me, dog. Um, yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, I guess let's just get right into it. Yeah. Like... I guess how I want to maybe perhaps open up the floor to this is that, like, I, I think a general consensus, at least the one that I detected amongst all of us, was that we started playing this game, and I think we were kind of, like, approaching it kind of lackadaisically. And then suddenly, like, at one point, people are like, wait, this game's kind of good, question mark. Like, we need to keep playing this game. What? Question mark. Um, yeah. And so I just want to, like, get your guys' thoughts on, like, what is potentially, like, the driving force to, like, what makes this game so compelling and so interesting to play uh, compared to other, like, detective-like games that maybe you've played that we haven't played for the podcast or maybe games like The Council. Although I'd say that The Council's compelling as fuck, so, you know, fight me. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but. Okay. I'll, I'll start. Yeah. I'll start. I love this framing and I'll give half of it to the rest of the crew, which is that you guys can talk about why it's good. But I actually want to make the case. Part of the reason why we had that whiplash effect of like, holy shit, we should actually play this game because it's kind of cool is because the tutorial ramp into this game was lacking <laughs> or we were lacking an attention span with a large group. I can accept either. But the point that I'm trying to make is like we were just sitting there like, holy shit system. Holy shit system. Holy shit. And we were like, oh, God, what's going down? And then once we got through all of the systems in a sort of, like, trial by fire, like, some people are dazed. Like, a couple people are just sort of, like, blinking, looking off into the, like, distance. Like, holy shit, there's chemistry? Like, what are we supposed to do? I don't understand. Raphael better do that. Um, like, like, those things happened. And then we were like, the second they did the whole loop again, and we're going to use the same systems again, and we understood what was going on, that's when it locked into place for me. So I, I feel like... It was a bit of an aggressive ramp into, oh, it's actually good, that that led to that effect. Is that fair? Do people think that's true? Oh, like 100%. Yeah. Like, there's systems in terms of, like, pinning evidence. You know, I joked about it at the, like, you know, beginning of the podcast. But, yeah, like, there's this, like, weird kind of, like detail-oriented type of system where it's like you have to pin the right thing that then gets put to the top right of your screen and you have to make sure that it's pinned when you talk to this NPC because if it's not pinned, he won't give you the information that you need. Um, and I think we really struggled with that. And I think the other thing was that like a lot of the evidence had all of these symbols on it that you could like look up in a glossary, but it's like, there's like, 10 symbols that can perhaps like populate up there and you don't know what half of them mean half the time it's like john started a bet bet with you and you're just like wait what is a bet like what does this mean what how do i wit what like yeah. i do agree like there was i think we really struggled to get into that which is why i'm curious to play other frogwares games i think of sherlock to see if maybe that pinning evidence feature has just been a staple right in their yeah. franchise mm -hmm. And so, like, anybody who plays Frogwares games are just like, ah, yes, the pitting of the evidence. I know exactly what to do. But meanwhile, as a newbie, we're just like, holy fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. get out of here. It definitely seemed 
clunky, I feel like is a good word for it. Like, even by the mm. end of the game, like, this was a reasonably long game. I'm not sure how, it wasn't crazy long, but we put a decent number of hours into this. And even by, like, the end of it, we were having to remind each other, like, oh, fuck, like, oh, p- pin that. Okay, you're the wrong thing, pin, so you gotta pin this one. Like, that whole system just seemed a little um, clunky, I thought. Yeah. And I actually think, yeah, I think that's fair. Like, playthroughs are a really interesting example for this because, like, it's, like, I, I, I have, I stand on both sides of this fence because I, I do think, like, we as gamers could do a little bit more to pay attention. You know what I mean? Just, like, to, like, really, like, slow down and, like, understand things. And I try to do that in my own solo playthrough, you know, all the time for all my games that I play. But, you know, when we're running a playthrough like this, like, at least as a person who's, like, driving the controls, it's, like, I'm I'm barely hanging on. You know what I mean? It's, like, what the fuck is happening is, like, usually, like, 90% of my attention. And I will say, like, there are other roles in a playthrough, if you think about it, like a squad. And some of the roles that are played is, like, help McCoy do the right thing. Does he need to be have this thing pinned? And I swear the number one thing was just, like, McCoy pinned this thing. And I was, like, fuck, every time. <laughs> it was just brutal. I was getting caught with that just, like, left and right. So... Yeah, yeah, I I definitely think that's one of those things that it was a little, it was a little much. And I and I, what a weird thing to say, but did the council do with these better? Like I feel like, in some ways, the council also had a lot of complexity around stats and around like disciplines that you could like focus on or study more or less or whatever and have more skill points in, and yet it didn't feel this sort of confusing, I guess. So I don't know. Um, it's just something to think about. I don't think it necessarily like, holds this game back a ton, maybe a little, but it's just it's just a weird conversation to be having when you're like, maybe the council did this better? How is that possible? But- yeah, I mean, I think it might just have to deal with the style of a group playthrough setting. Um, because I, I played Sherlock Holmes. I I'd had my own second separate playthrough um going on alongside our group playthrough just because I did want to see if choices really do matter in this game. Um and I think playing by yourself it I think it's easier to not just understand the system but to also navigate the systems only because mm. the mechanics in which you maneuver about the world are very like non-group playthrough friendly. Like I'm constantly opening up the menu like every 20 seconds and just like flipping through and checking a symbol here and there. But in a group playthrough, it's kind of more like, I don't know, like you don't really want to like flip through the menu all that much, like on a whim. Like I I, I can't really like find the words to describe that feeling, but like the council, you could exist in the open world or like you could exist in the world and talk to NPCs and we could all like, group deduce what's happening but sherlock holmes requires a lot of flipping through like five different menus going through three different tabs like looking up the symbols for x amount of things like it's a lot of like referencing which i think is easier to do solo than perhaps in a group yeah Hmm. that makes a lot of sense makes sense to me for sure i I just think early on Especially the the pinning system was a bit confusing because it's sort of implied that you're asking a question about the thing, but it's never actually played out. Right. Like mm-hmm. Sherlock says, like, "Hey," and they're like, "I don't know anything," <laughs> and it's like, "Well, oh, okay." 
does the thing I pinned affect that? Like, are they saying they don't know anything about that thing? It wasn't really clear to us until I think we had a, a person we talked to and then we pinned something and then they were like, ah, yes, here is my dissertation on the subject. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. And like, even if they had just said something like, hey, and I know this would be like a lot of dialogue to record or whatever, mm-hmm. but if, if Sherlock had just said like, hey, do you know anything about this thing before <laughs> or whatever you know like <laughs> there's a Good reference callback. yeah but like you know if, if he had done that and then you're like oh that's not what i meant to ask about that would have been a nice signal for me but instead of just kind of like no nah, i don't know what you're talking about also i hate the way you look and you're like oh cool <laughs> <laughs> thanks bro um so yeah fair fair um and i just feel like some games it's like you can kind of get in the rhythm of them if you're just by yourself and you don't have to part of like the value and the and the the, the disadvantage of a group playthrough is you kind of like talk about what you're supposed to be doing you know what i mean like you discuss like what do we do next and i feel like this is like one person any one of us individually could have just decided what to do next in their own way quickly you know what i mean like mm-hmm. and executed it quickly mm-hmm. but then when we actually talk about it it's like well, shit, okay, so go into this menu and then, like, do that. And then I think you want to pin this and, like, try this. And someone else is like, yeah, but I think this over here. And it's like, you know, it's just, it's just harder yeah. than just, like, doing it by yourself. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And, like, yeah. the council was just kind of, I think the only time we really had to go into menus is just be like, we're talking to this NPC quick. What are they immune to? Right. Like, and so it was just a quick, like, collective thought. Um. As opposed to like, wait, did you check John's diary? What about the evidence? What about this glossary? Have you checked, you know, the yeah. <laughs> the thug hideout? Like, maybe there's something there. Like, it Mark was very open-ended. Red. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that being said, like, systems aside, though, and, and I'm not saying we need to, like, leave the systems conversation, but I'm saying si- systems aside, when it comes to the actual, like, playing of the game, really enjoyable in a group, I think. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like, in terms of, like, thinking about the different details. And I think what I noticed is that with our group in particular, I think a lot of people had a lot of different perspectives to come in to the to the evidence, like, to to look mm-hmm. at the evidence from. And I thought that was really, like, fruitful and enjoyable to, to kind of, like, walk through people's different perspectives of the evidence and what that would sort of conclude and kind of, like, put together some sort of, you know, average or even, like, you know, consensus. And that like that 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 part was all fun. And I think that's kinda like what really matters when it comes to a group playthrough, but it's true that there was this system stuff that was kinda holding it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean that's why I enjoy playing these playthroughs and I'm gonna just like go up on the soapbox and like over compliment Elena here. Like <laughs> Elena's such a joy to play these games with because Elena, you are so detail oriented with <laughs> yeah. mystery games where like Someone will make a fleeting comment about their uncle or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then like 20 minutes later, like there'll be a yeah. contradiction about the uncle. And Elena's always the first one to pipe up. Just be like, wait a minute. He said this about the uncle. And I'm just like, holy shit. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. <laughs> like, yeah. how did I not make that? And so it's like, yeah, I agree with like the collective thoughts things. It's always so great to like be able to do that. And like, Elena, you have experience with mystery games in this sense right so like how did sherlock pan out for you i liked it i mean i like i'm we're gonna talk a lot more about sherlock holmes obviously this whole thing will be about sherlock holmes but um overall i enjoyed playing it and i think yeah i i like mystery games and mystery novels and like the whole mystery thing a lot 
Um, I've read the Sherlock Holmes books. I've watched the Sherlock Holmes, like, the TV series. I've seen movies. Like, I've Which played one? the board Which game, one? the new one, and isn't there, like, a BBC or, like, a British? Probably. Version. Yeah, and I then see there I... was one where some one of them was gender bent. Okay, I haven't I seen that one that yet, one but I've heard about it, and I would mm. love to know if it's good. Yeah. But I have not seen that. It was popular when it was out, I think. Yeah. At least amongst the people that I spoke That are into that kind of thing. I've seen the TV show, the modern one with fucking Cumberbitches or whatever. And, um, <laughs> okay. Benedict Cumberbitch. <laughs> yeah, Benedict Cumberbitch. No, no, Cumberbitches is the name of the subreddit of the people that follow him in a sexual <laughs> way. And I just I just think that's how he is now. But yeah, like th- that one is really good. Really good. Really good. Um, And in that way, actually, I sort of enjoyed the like twist that this Sherlock Holmes had on it where they had um, a John, which at first you meet John and you're like, ooh, I know who John Watson is. This is an obvious, like, oh, I haven't seen him portrayed like this before. He's like young and he's kind of hot and I haven't seen this kind of John before. But um, as the game goes on, it becomes very clear very quickly if you choose to put him in the ice cream outfit it quickly becomes obvious that the other people don't see John and that John is imaginary. Um, and that was, I thought that was like a fun, a fun and interesting twist to this in terms of like doing Sherlock Holmes in a slightly different way. Um, but no, I thought this game held together for me surprisingly well as like a, a mystery game. I think we've played quite a, d- a few like mystery or mystery light games on the podcast. Like Black Sad comes to mind as being a mystery game. Um, contradiction, obviously, like, in recent memory, but there's, like, way more. I mean, even something like The Outer Wilds you can sort of consider to be a mystery game. And a big piece of those game hinges on, like, do the clues make sense and do they go together into something that it's, like, a rewarding end to figure out? And if it can't do that, I think mystery games fall really fast. Um, And this one I thought did pretty well. I thought that I have some frustrations with how it ends up working out with, like, your choices to actually solve the mystery. I have some thoughts about that. But generally speaking, like, when we found clues and when we thought things didn't make sense or things fit together, I felt like we were generally right. And the gu- the game was generally, like, guiding us in the right way and giving us decent clues to get us where we needed to go. Which, to me, that's, like, the hallmark of a, a reasonable mystery game. I don't know mm-hmm. if other people felt that way. I'm curious how other people thought like the actual clues and mystery ends worked. I, so in, I guess I didn't find the mystery aspect of it very satisfying personally. Um, it kind of felt to me that like you go through all the options and everything shakes out and then you're just choosing between those choice nodes. Yes. And it's more about a choosing how to interpret it than actually figuring out the mystery i agree with that 1000 mm. percent. that was my issue with it that's a, I, but i guess it's just a matter of like to me that's a large I issue that's such bullshit though for um, i don't know Raphael. tell me if you think this is getting to like hitting your same point but like i so i thought the clues and things all kind of made sense to a point where yeah then it kind of presents you with two options and you really kind of just like toss up between the two of them based on feeling yeah there's no like direct evidence that points to one yeah that that bothered me too because it it, and i feel like uh, 
maybe I, I haven't consumed that much uh, media about Sherlock Holmes, but my impression was that it, he was supposed to be like really insightful yeah, and deductive. Yeah, he's a genius. Like, okay, I've, I've like concluded that this is the yeah. correct thing because these clues really confirm it. And in this, it felt a lot looser and it was sort of like, well, you could have a supporting argument for more or less each of these with varying degrees of conviction. And, and I mean, I, I get that in, in some sense they want you to have choices, I guess, but at the same time, like the very fact of, of there being choices means that you don't feel satisfied that mm -hmm. you've really shown that one of them is the case. Like that, you, didn't, yeah. you didn't solve it. You yeah. chose yeah, it. Yeah, you never released. That was my right. yeah. exact problem that with was, the Raphael. Yeah. yeah. I felt the same way that like, um, that like in order to make it feel like you're smart, it you end up not feeling smart. <laughs> Yeah, no. and I yeah. just felt like you never, I mean, yet to wrap up this point, like, you never really solved it. Like, we never left. Okay, I actually, I think it got worse as the game went on. That was my I other agree. theory. I think the I beginning think ones were better. Yeah. Um, like, I thought, like, the elephant mystery, I actually thought we potentially, like, I kind of left that being, like, I think we solved that right. I think we got it right. But as the game went on, I felt like, the, especially the last couple, I really didn't feel good about. And I think this was because I, we never really... Yeah, you're playing as Sherlock Holmes, this, like, genius detective who is super sure about everything, and yet those end choices, you're just kind of like, I don't really know. So you never felt good about what you're picking. And I don't think that that, my understanding of that character, like, there shouldn't have been that type of um, indecision yeah. about the yeah. ending to a mystery. Yeah. I mean, I think we're, we're going straight to the heart of this game. And I will say, like, along the way to get to this point, when you then have all the combinations of the fucking clues and shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, before then, I think there's so much value. And then I think with the actual deciding of what happened, I I really do think this is what puts this game in its place. And its place being not as high as it could be. Mm -hmm. Because it, it just... It, okay, it's two things. It goes for ambiguity in that you can, like it's ambiguous what the right answer is in some senses. And in order to achieve this ambiguity, it ends up making you feel like every single choice is wrong. That's how I felt. I was like, well, this choice doesn't make sense because of the tracheotomy spoilers. And this one doesn't make sense because of this. And this one doesn't make sense because of this. And that was yeah. their attempt at ambiguity so that you could choose what you wanted to choose. But it ended up making me feel like it's none of these are what I want this to be. None of these are the conclusion that I think is actually valid and and strong. So that's not good. And I think the other thing that they did in here that I personally think is just, I think it has almost, I don't want to say no place in a game like this, but I think it really short serves the game, is they went for morality a lot. Like, okay, you could get this guy in trouble, but then here's what's going to happen as a result of that. So if you think you want to weigh the, you know, the fucking society, or like, for, for instance, you know, they weighed the refugees versus this and that. And this is a way to take it, but the point is that it takes you away from what actually happened versus what didn't happen. It takes you away from solving the mystery or not solving the mystery, and it takes you into... What is your interpretation of what happened? And let's color that interpretation with the way that helps people the most. And that is so not Sherlock Holmes to me. That is fucking bullshit. <laughs> that is nothing like Sherlock Holmes to me, um, where Sherlock Holmes is rather getting to the truth. You know what I mean? 
And it felt like the truth was far less valuable in this game because you could just put this guy in jail if you wanted or put this guy in jail if you wanted in two. But remember that this guy's a worse guy than that guy. But if you put the worst guy in jail, then you actually make this group people have a worse life. Like, this is like way too web of morality to actually achieve what I was hoping for. And maybe this game was going for a different thing than I was hoping for. But what I was hoping for was a mystery game where you find the solution. And so I think they put mm. a lot of things ahead of themselves uh, that f uh, forego the possibility that you have that as a result. So. No, I mean, I, I agree. Like, I think the one that I was really miffed at, I guess, was the, I think it's like the one that you referred to with the refugees. So it's like right. this whole case in regards to, it starts off being a case for the uh, a stolen painting. And later it turns into, and I guess I should say trigger warning, but it later turns into uh, like an assault case, basically. And I, I think that was the one case that really bothered me but it was only because like exactly what you said it was just like okay well we need to get behind you know like who committed this act and then you find out who did it and then you're like oh but if we don't convict him he'll help the refugees but if you turn him in then the refugees are lost they're hopeless without him and i'm just like i hate this like uh -huh. none of this no nothing about yeah. this seems good um yeah i think there was a lot of things that i found to just that i just had an issue with with that only just because yeah sherlock holmes is just a man about the truth and then even you can see him just being like what you did was despicable but i can't pass up the fact that I know. you could help and i'm just like fuck what? you what <laughs> like, is that bro yeah so <laughs> agreed. i agree that it it doesn't fit with the sherlock holmes character setting atmosphere but i think actually it was an interesting thing to do and they did it well like it's it made us uncomfortable successfully mm -hmm. because i think like in a lot of real world situations there are these very gray interpretations of things mm -hmm. yeah. and it's, in, it's it's interesting to think about like well do i weigh the systemic effects of this or do i weigh the direct effects of this which is more important and so I thought that was actually really interesting. Yeah, oh, I agree. And yeah. I, I like that as a part of a mystery game and offering you the choice once you have solved the mystery, what do you do with that knowledge? I think that's a cool way to go about it. I think that the reason I didn't love it here is because I never felt like, or I, I rarely felt like, I oh, yes, I have solved it. I know the answer to the mystery. And now I choose what to do with that knowledge. It was more like, Ooh, still not really sure which one of these might be right. I'm going to pick it kind of based on my feelings and then we'll choose. Do you know what I mean? Like I think yeah, if the yeah. the actual ends to the mysteries had been more um, resolute, if we felt like really good about them, then adding in that like, okay, what do you do with that knowledge element would have been a cool twist to a mystery game. Um, well, I think the painting one did that well, but most mm -hmm. of the others were still pretty unclear what had actually happened. Yeah. Right. Right, I agree. I think towards the end, it got more unclear, it felt like. That was my mm -hmm. remembering of it, is that the first mysteries felt more 
maybe they were more streamlined or more obvious, but like the right choice was more clear. Well, it felt like they were like, this is a tutorial, so there's obviously a right answer. And you're like, cool, I got mm-hmm. it. And then it just like dumped you into like ambiguity land. But like, but like to Raphael's point, like these sorts of societal or like larger impact than one thing, one person versus a group sort of discussions are totally interesting. And and I know you said it doesn't fit in this game, but it's like, dude, like the games that I love that to fit into are like the 4X games I'm playing where it's like they sit there and they're like, you can, re- 4X being, don't make me describe what the Xs are, but it's the ones where you like, you control a colony and you like are colonizing space. So you're colonizing, uh, it's like Civ. Uh-huh, okay, okay, okay. Um, it's like explore, expand, exterminate. Like Frostpunk style. One. Extra, yeah. extra. You don't play Frostpunk, like it. that kind of thing. Yeah, something like that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, but the point is that like those games are such a great, and there's plenty of other games that can have these sort of d- these discussions. And I agree with Raphael in the sense that these discussions are really interesting. They are. Mm-hmm. It's just here it felt so odd, because like I remember like playing fucking, I forget what Endless Space Two or something like that, and it was like you could research and put money into like. I think it was like television or something like that. And if you like, if you're the, you know, essentially like colony or like race or species or whatever with like the best like entertainment, then your populace is happy while you do horrifying things across the galaxy because they don't pay attention to you anymore because they're just watching TV. And it's like, it's really interesting that you can like research that in that context. And it's the same thing with like, you can switch your style from like democracy to like, one person just rules it all but then your populace is less happy but you gain advantages in terms of you don't have to go through an election cycle before you figure out what your military is going to do and it's like it's like these these sorts of things are are really really interesting in so many different places it just here it just it just undermines sherlock and the mystery so i feel like part of why i struggled with that this part of it specifically was um the fact that you chose what the result was so it it never like it felt like the payoff for for deciding on what the truth was was that you then had to decide on the morality of that choice that Mm -hmm. you just made right but it it did it in a way that kind of trivialized both things to me like like i I didn't really feel comfortable with the choice of, of what the truth was because you're just choosing truth, which I don't know. It's kind of weird um, for Sherlock to me. Um, and then after that, you're like, okay, then do you actually like do what the truth is that you just said? Or do you like help other people or are they both just arbitrarily bad? Um, so that was a little bit weird to me. Like, yeah, but also, I liked the I liked something about it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I definitely get where Raphael is coming from um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> about that because I, I do think that that's it's like a like totally reasonable to interrogate morality in this game because you're, you know, locking people up. Yeah. Uh, or submitting them to the death penalty. I think that's totally valid to like actually bring that up. Um, but also your role playing is Sherlock and Sherlock Holmes is all about the truth. So, yeah. 
Yeah. And it's kind of mm-hmm. interesting to me too. Like they put dialogue in the game where that Sherlock would talk about his commitment to the truth. So, like I think they understood that character enough to have him talk yeah. about it in like the dialogue and the story beat moments, but then something about the actual like final bits of the mystery system didn't quite go together with that. Hear me out. This is what it is, right? Right. And also, let me take one step back, and, and I may have framed my case awkwardly. I'm in no way opposed, Raphael. I completely agree with what he's saying. Okay. I'm simply trying to add detail to it from my perspective. But here's why it's weird, right? They, they lay out a bunch of clues in front of you, right? Mm-hmm. That you are piecing together string on a fucking yarn board. I don't know what the fuck, you know what I mean? Like, style, right? Like, you're Zoe in the Bioshock episodes, okay? You're trying mm-hmm. to figure that shit out, Okay. <laughs> And then you're like, I think fucking this guy did it. And they said, okay, what we really want to know is how you feel about the death penalty. Is it wrong? And you're like, whoa, wait, 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 hold on. This this guy did it though. And they're like, no, 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 but like the death penalty? Like that's what I'm talking about. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They make the choice mm-hmm. about yeah. whether the death penalty is too much or not rather than the person did it or not. You know what I mean? Like, because they, they that ends up being a choice around that. To be fair, to play devil's advocate, typically once you've chosen the person, there were two options. One which would be a more extreme option and one would be a less extreme option. But they don't. So shoot. they're providing you an out to that. But they're not dude, forcing you into something. You're, you're right. But they don't. But they're not equal. They're not like this person is guilty. It's this outcome or this outcome. They're like, it's this outcome because of these facts. Or it's this outcome because of these facts. And you're like, but they're all facts, bro. I'm kind of confused why one of them is harsh on the death penalty and one of them is light on it. But the facts that lead up to it don't really... And I was hearing us make those discussions on the playthrough where it was sort of like, well, this is just wrong, so we shouldn't do it. And I'm like, but if does that make sense for the facts, though? And I, it just felt like a weird added complication to the discussion that felt... It cheapened it, to be honest, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why Raphael's earlier point about the final decisions of the mysteries being not great. Yeah, because I, um, I I do think, and I, I guess I stand by what I was saying earlier. I think that a lot of the early pieces of solving a mystery were really good. Um, I liked a lot of the ways they did that. I thought like the early parts would hang together and would make sense, and you'd be like putting things together, being like, oh yeah somebody look you can there's someone smashed into this and it must be this guy because look his elbow or whatever you were putting together clues that made sense in a way and then you would kind of hit a point where it especially with the end of the game and once you understood how it was working it became clear they were they were creating two equally feasible sus um suspect culprits and there was going to be yeah. no fact that distinguished them from each other you were going to have to just kind of decide based on something and so i think that is sort of what you're talking about too. Like there was no clear fact that was like, this was 100% this guy planned it. He meant to do it this way. We never had like a real clear decision point on those. And I think that's just where it the the whole end of the mystery kind of fell apart for all of us. And well, yeah. I think this comes was, into play with like, I, yeah, I guess recency yeah. bias comes into fact here, but I think this was very evident in the very last like, main case i guess we solved yeah. with the um the ritual killing mm-hmm. um sure. where you are interrogating three separate people and every single person has evidence weighing for them 
and against them at the same time, but there's no definitive evidence. And so we were mulling about just being like, I, I have no clue. I mean, this guy has blood on his shoe, but this guy has motive. But this girl, like the, the ritual killing is done exactly like what was detailed in her book. So maybe there's something with her, but like, we don't know. Like, and so that choice definitely didn't feel good, I felt, where it's like we had to accuse somebody, but all of us were kind of just wanting to have like that little bit more evidence to like nail down one person. Mm -hmm. And as it turns out, and like in my second playthrough, like it doesn't matter who you accuse. Well, that's no matter that's who what you, I'm trying to build too. Yeah. And would, no matter yeah. who you accuse, everybody, like all three people are going to deny their uh their involvement in it hmm. it's not as uh fruitful as maybe the first murder case that you solve in the prologue or like the first chapter where it's like you you uh go to the seance and you talk to the seance guy and you say i know you murdered her and he has this whole soliloquy of like yes i did murder her but you have to understand like yeah. you know he goes through yeah. that whole soliloquy and that doesn't happen in these later ones as much it's all just makes you kind of just feel crummy inside yeah. no matter what. And even like, even the walkthroughs, cause you know, I, I watch our playthrough, I play through my own thing and I'm like, none of these sound right. What does the walkthrough say is the correct answer? And the walkthrough is like, it doesn't matter who you accuse. Mm -hmm. And I'm There's just no like, what the answer. fuck? Which like, yeah. I was, yeah. so I'm yeah. glad that you did it. Cause I, the whole time we were playing, especially the last part of the game, I was like, I need to know if one of these is right. And the fact that one of them is not right makes me, dislike this is a mystery game like i think i am pretty strong believe like a mystery game like this should have a right answer it should be mm -hmm. written to have one right answer and you can make the clues subtle or difficult but there should be there should be a clue or a couple of clues that point you to the right answer so you can figure it out and i'm not a fan of mysteries that don't do that because i think it's a cop-out and i think they they did that here mm-hmm where then yeah. it's not a mystery game it's a clue collection game hmm. i like it because you're not solving issue. anything yeah yeah so to me i think like the obvious parallel is actually like the witcher hmm. and it may sound a bit weird okay. because like they're very different games but uh, a lot of the witcher has these sort of like moral choices and they make a lot more sense in the context because like Geralt's just trying to like going through the world trying to do I don't know, the approximately right thing, right? Mm -hmm. like he's trying to slay monsters and protect people. And then when you make this moral decision, it then shows up later. Like you hear about the effects, like, oh, yeah. that person like got really screwed over. Right. And you're like, well, shit, I didn't want that. And mm. it just sort of captures the whole aspect, that aspect of it much better and makes sense with the character better. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's another Agreed. struggle that this game clearly had, whether they, they did it knowingly or not. But I think that writing games about known canon characters is difficult. And I think they, they bumped into that here because one of the reasons why I think we've all had such a strong reaction against the way they had you solve the mysteries and the ambiguity there is because Sherlock Holmes is a very well-known detective and like, his base character is that he's kind of a cock. He can be cocky, can be egotistical. He knows he's the best. He's a genius and he always gets it right. Right? Yeah. Like those are his core yeah. character. And also, things. that's and fucking so awesome. 
it's awesome. And it's, I think that when you're playing a game as Sherlock Holmes, it's what you should feel like, right? That's what I'm looking for. So I'm like, oh, great. I'm going to feel like Sherlock Holmes. I'm going to know exactly what's going on. I'm going to find these super obscure clues. I'm going to solve the mystery. I'm going to feel good about it. And that's not what this game delivered. And I think that is a problem that they wouldn't have had so harshly had they not put the name Sherlock Holmes on it. Of but because they did, they're they're mm. playing off of that character. And if they don't deliver on it, it feels worse. However, what's interesting about that, though, you're absolutely right. But the thing is, if I may take my own egotistical stance, okay. is that I actually think if you want to... This is, again, me looking at the evidence after the fact, right? I was not there during development of this game. But what this says to me very clearly is that actually game design and the design team let the writers down. Because I actually think the writing around Sherlock Holmes is really solid. Mm -hmm. I think they do a really great job for the majority of the game to justify the fact that Sherlock Holmes is on the package. And that package, by the way, is something that we probably bought in some ways because of that name and i think they justified it but the gameplay designer said at some point in time the game is going to work this way the player is right no matter what they choose and now i need you to write all of the outcomes and i think that's where they got into trouble i don't think these writers necessarily weren't up to writing to sherlock holmes it's rather i think the the reality of the design of the system actually held them to a writing style that couldn't fit is how it feels to me. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I feel like the writers deserve some props. Like I, I thought the rating in this game was pretty good. I think that was part of what surprised me as we were going into it is, you know, when we first started playing, it was kind of like, okay, this might be this, who knows what this is going to be. It's going to might be super weird. Um, but it was like pretty. It was pretty fun to play through, and like the stories were pretty compelling in terms of like I was like I do want to know who, what happened with this elephant, and I want to get him a life partner, and a happier. <laughs> you know, I I thought that you know it was fun, um, and the Sherlocky bits about Sherlock's childhood and with John were. I'm not saying it's like the best writing we've ever encountered, but it was it was good enough to keep me engaged for the for the game. Yeah, I I mean, bef listen, people take this where you want to go, but I just think like we did the no foreplay version of this podcast. We went straight to the heart of this whole game and where potentially the problems lie. But I do want to say like along the journey to get here, it was a really fucking enjoyable game in so many different ways, so much so that I'm down to play more. Like I, I, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a fan, you know, in some ways. I'm not sure if I'm a super fan, but the point is like, OK, it's true when we get down to the core of where it starts to rub against Sherlock Holmes as a sort of genre character or whatever. Fair. But I want to applaud this game for a number of things, including the fact that, at least for me, and this might just be a personal thing, they did not shy away from anything. They went to just, they were like fucking sex parties, bro. And I was like, oh shit. Like that is what I want out of this shit, especially for a group playthrough, right? Like we're all sitting there just like, wow, we are morally upstanding people and we would have no idea about sex. And they were all just sitting there in a, in with microphones in front of us just like, nobody freak out. It's when are awesome. they going to fuck? When are they going to fuck? <laughs> exactly. It's awesome. Like, I think I, I love so much about this game and truly it was an experience where it's going to show me something that I, I don't think I saw coming around that corner. 
And I appreciated oh, yeah. an adventure like that. So I'm so glad you didn't warn us about the elephant sex doll because, like, wow, I was the moment I put together the pieces. Talk about solving a mystery. The moment I realized what we were going to do was build an elephant sex doll, I was the most in I have ever been in <laughs> to a video game. Elena's in the elephant sex doll just, like, making fucking noises. Like, out we, the fucking trunk. We literally went and got the thing to make the noises. Yeah, bro. Um, Like, that was We even had great. to choose, like, you know, do we want to, you know, tease it? Do we want to have a mm-hmm. salacious yep. opening line? Like, what do we... I just... And, and it's that kind of stuff with the game where I'm just like, okay, like, in a way, like, this game is almost self-aware in a lot yeah. of aspects is, in terms yeah. of the, like, dialogue choices that it has, which I think just makes it so enjoyable. Like, and I, I think it's, like, one thing where it's, like, you play a game like The Council, for instance, and, like, I think half of it, it's, like, you kind of just are left with this question of, are they self-aware that this, like, magic right. hand stuff is ridiculous? Right. Like, it's all left up to interpretation. But this game, is it felt more resolute just in terms of like, mm. okay, this game knows what they're doing. And they're just running with it. And I can applaud them for that. Yes. And I think that's, if anything, the attitude that I felt, the, the, the energy I could feel Zoe exude when she recommended this game and then continue to recommend this game. I could feel that. I don't know if I would be able to put a pin at it, you know, on it at the time, but it was just like, she's appreciating some sort of vibe out of this game for what it is and i think having played it it's like yeah it's that it's what you're talking about yes and and i appreciate that also and i think that is perfect for a group playthrough and i i I do think that's worth mentioning because you know whether it's a group playthrough or whether it's solo that shit's ridiculous and at the end of the day like sometimes you just come to a game for some ridiculous shit and i think this definitely does deliver that and they put a fucking bush in front of a I know. painting of a bush. That's funny. I mean, come on. Yeah, that is funny, bro. That is funny. You're that right. You're absolutely hilarious. right. And it, every character's fucking anime out the ass, bro. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> the glasses on fucking Werner, bro, is re- it's just like, what is that, bro? <laughs> they're like they're like protecting him from like side rays from light mm-hmm. that I just it's just like it's beautiful, mm-hmm. man. It's beautiful. Exactly. The outfits you put on, the fucking things you can dress John in, like John's positions where he's fucking standing on top of some ridiculous fucking 12-story fucking archive cabinet thing. It's 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 ridiculous. And they I mean I mean you you know it's self-aware in the context that like we've already mentioned, the, the ice cream mouse. They literally put they allow you to put John in some real bullshit in like two seconds into the game. And they're like, fuck it. If you just want to laugh every time he's on screen, that's fine. Especially because he's going to be upside down on the ceiling painting some shit. And <laughs> that is awesome. And it was awesome, right? I yeah. think it, it literally yeah. was awesome for us to encounter that. Yeah. 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 And so I, I think this is what leads to my conclusion, though, after having 100% of this game. <laughs> this is the first game that the side quests are arguably better than the main story now i mean main story just in the main cases i do think the underlying sherlock past opening up like unlocking the secrets i actually find that storyline super compelling um and i do like where they went with that um not not necessarily the ending like the open-ended like what do you think happened but definitely the process of unlocking his memories i like that everything up until the mom drowning thing is that what you're trying to say 
Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Okay, like okay. opening up the rest of the rooms was an enjoyable experience. Um, but also the side quests are very much that style that we've been talking about of there is a mini mystery that has a very resolute, this is the person who did it. Hmm. What do you want to do about it? Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's just definitely more resolute in that aspect. And yes, the payoff is not as great because you don't get those soliloquies or monologues or whatever you want to call it. Like you just get some cash or you might get a new John outfit, which is nice. Respect. My favorite was I unlocked a red gangster outfit for John. I'll have to post a picture. <laughs> he looked pretty great. Amazing. Um, <laughs> but Instagram. Um, yeah. But, uh, but like those were like, the mini mysteries that felt very Sherlock to me of like, ah, there's rumors of a siren killing soldiers or uh, killing sailors along the shore. Um, you know, investigate what is happening. And you tra trace it back to the fact that it's this woman who is murdering sailors uh, in a very like, you know, patterned way. And you actually like, disguise as a sailor and confront her about it and so like that sort of stuff i really enjoyed and it definitely just felt more sherlock to me and especially since the ending of it is just like okay well you are arrested like you will not get away with this today like i don't know it, it definitely seemed more yeah just more on par, par with the character and although short they were like definitely fun to play for sure mm. Which is, you know, the least yeah. I can say for like a game like Cyberpunk, where the side quest right. definitely seemed very like, uh, you know, filler. And it's so interesting because like, think about, think about Cyberpunk, which obviously is a great comparison point to this. And I think is one that we may bring up for side quests essentially forever. But like, obviously it was a larger endeavor in so many ways. But think about if you're a developer and you're trying to output a level of quality and you're noticing that this Sherlock Holmes chapter one game, number 25 in a row of Frogware games that came out with this formula has better side quests than you do. That's a fucking problem. Cyberpunk has some really good side quests. <laughs> it's had a problem with consistency. Right. We don't have to get into it sure, right sure, now, sure, sure, sure. but that's the truth. But I just mean like you can see here. I mean, it, it, it's awesome. I'm so glad to hear that there's like some really cool side quests in this game and there's some, some more stuff because also like this game clearly had, oh, Elena's looking at me because our heater's turning I'll on. I'll be right back, Steady, guys. go for it, Don't go for panic. it, bro. Oh my God, thank God we're not clutching. Um, but yeah, like it, it's, it's one of those things where this game actually clearly had a lot of signals and hooks in it and systems that are like, hey, if you like this game, you can play it a bunch more and you can unlock cool outfits or you can do more bandit layers or you can do like you can do more stuff in the game. And they had that sort of faux open world sort of setup for it. Um, first of all, shout out to Elena. She hit she turned the heat off before it hit the second stage. The second stage doesn't turn off for two minutes. OK, did you know that <laughs> it just fucking plays for fucking. Yeah, anyways, nice reflex. That's a pro move right there. Elena. Nice My job, Valorant training reaction time. Nice right job. There. Nice job. Um, but I just, Hell it's just yeah. awesome. It's awesome to hear because I think this, the main line of this is absolutely worth it if you're into these sorts of games. And it sounds like the side quest, and if you're down to put a little more time in and you have a little bit less of a constructed time schedule than we did, is also cool in some way. It may not be as, uh, you know, played, uh, built out or whatever, but it's still cool. And so, I mean, that kind of says a pretty good 
thing about the overall package of this game and it sounds like these guys are outputting a relatively solid product every time they make a game and that's cool like okay wait small step back does anybody else know what other franchises do you know what i'm saying that this studio has touched like they got sherlock at some point great win what did they have before that does anybody know like were they working with sherlock before or did they make their own shit or like what what's the history of these guys i've never heard of them before it looks like they've done a bunch of sherlock games uh maybe about 10 and then they've got wow kind of an equal number of games just in various other things wow 10 sherlock games let me, let me actually yeah, I looked them up um, because I was enjoying the Sherlock Holmes game, and my sister and I were who both of us really like mysteries. We both like games. We both like Sherlock Holmes. Shout out we to your sister like, being a baller on the playthrough. Yeah, she was on the first part of this playthrough, and we mm-hmm. played the first part of this game with you guys. And we were like, "Oh, I wonder if there are more of these. We'd kind of be down." Um, they ha- and I think that the other Sherlock games are significantly older. I want to say. Um, but yeah, then they have a game that's recent called The Sinking City. I don't know what that is. I don't know what's another mystery game. And they have some like guys. Me- the Sinking City was rated a top ten RPG horror game, Spooky Games Month. This Let's year. play it. I'm fucking yeah. down, bro. But then they have that another name is one. So I fucking think. cool. The Sinking City. Yo, that game's gonna be good. Yeah, and they have another horror game. I think so. I think they have like three recent games. Sherlock Holmes is the most recent. The Sinking City, and then I think there's one more like horror RPG kind of. Um, game. I want to say it's like Eldritch Horror. I don't really remember, but um, Elden Ring. Got it. This is yeah. The Sinking City is a Lovecraft game. Um, Lovecraftian horror. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's Lovecraftian. Um, it's set. It's set in Oakmont, Massachusetts, New England. Oh, it's, um, New England is not an official part of the country. It's just what. It's just. It's just a general name like the South. Oh. But I love that. I love that they add that in as though it adds it's like more specific or mm-hmm. something huh <laughs> they are irish i think so maybe they just mm-hmm. don't know yeah they're like it's not old england guys this is the yo james this is a little on the spot but can you give us just a small and this is for me because i'm a little ignorant on this topic but i have heard lovecraftian said so many fucking times what is Lovecraft? Yeah. I, I know it's an author or something. Do you do you know any more details? I yeah. don't mean to put you on the spot. Cthulhu. Yeah. So so Love H.P. Lovecraft was an author. Uh, he died. Uh, I think a long time ago. Um, he kind of created the genre of like Eldritch horror. He and he he's the the brain behind Cthulhu, like the whole idea of Cthulhu and like the old ones. I'm sure that there's like roots in um, mythology and and fairy tales and whatever of all this stuff, but um, that kind of like madness horror genre is, was what he wrote. Um, also racism, um, and really, really dense writing that's hard to read, apparently. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And he was, I think, based out of Massachusetts, so, (laughs) um. Checks out. Speaking of racism. Okay. (laughs) I just think this game had one of the more interesting, 
I guess trigger warnings. It wasn't, but like warnings oh, at the beginning that I've ever seen in a game that I think bears a small amount of discussion, which is just that at the beginning of the game, it has a like a black screen that comes up that says, basically, I'm going to obviously paraphrase, like, FYI, this game is going to portray like gender and racial stereotypes, not stereotypes, but like um, things. That was bad. But Maybe stuff stereotypes. that um, we don't, it's like, we don't accept, but it's like part of the time period, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then pro- proceeds to throw you into the game. So I think we all went in being like, I wonder what we're going to get here. And I, I do think, you know, it's definitely like this game is of is portraying a time period that was a long time ago. And so I think it's, a, it, you know, they're not wrong, I guess, with that. They are portraying like race relations and um, things like that in, an, in, I guess, an old school way. Sure. But yeah. Well, especially when you're dealing with. But it's not. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, my favorite was, like, the beginning of the quest that was like specifically about, um, uh, migrants uh, from Africa and them being treated very poorly, um, and um, and then in order to find out information about the migrants, you have to talk to any black person in the city and they just tell you. <laughs> yeah, they immediately know. Um, <laughs> yeah. That that was like, wow. This So they're trying to do the right thing, but they just, ooh, that one just did not sit right. <laughs> That's like one of those like programmatic things. Because like I was trying to explain this during the playthrough, but like you could just feel like like the way the objects were generated. You know what I mean? Objects being the the universal name for a thing in a game. People are objects. Everything is an object. In fact, Adam actually had some really great jokes about this uh, early on in our podcast about how everything's an object. And he talks about that in the context of um, Spelunky, I think. But anyways, long time. Neither here nor there. Oh, yeah. But the point is, like, when they instantiate objects being the refugees... They then give them a tag of like, ask any one of these and they will all give you this response back. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. that's true of more quests than just this one. And it turns out that's just a nature of game design engines and characters and instantiating objects and all sorts of other things. But it's also insensitive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is, it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it is, it is awkward at times. Yeah. Well, sure. But there is, there's a number of other ways that they could have handled that in gamey yeah. ways. Like, it could have been something that you go to one of the archives for. Mm-hmm. Um, like they could have had a library archive or something where, it, where it's like you could look up like it was specifically you were trying to figure out about like the tattoos, right? And like where yeah. where would somebody who has these tattoos have come from? Um, or like so, scarification. Or yeah, something. scars, I guess. Yeah. And it's so, like you could go to the library and find a book on scars and it would tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And instead it was like, ask a black person. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. That yeah. was one of the moments I think where it stuck out the most in the game where all of us saw them and were like, that's not great. But the thing is, you know, <laughs> it's interesting when you talk about the trigger warning they started this game with. It's like they they put that trigger warning there to try to say. Again, I don't think we should call it a trigger warning. Sorry. I know I said I that. it is a trigger warning. No. It, it's a content they, they do warning. Have content a warning. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. CW, not TW. I see. I think there's shades of differences there that are somewhat important, but I've no, completely cool. derailed your point. To no, 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 no. I, I think, wasn't. I think I wasn't. people are leaving the term trigger warning kind of in the past. 
Is it one of those things where I can take the word trigger back? Because I love the word trigger. It's so funny to me. And I just feel so no. bad that it got a no, point. No, McCoy, to you're, you're, no. Ah, damn it, man. All right, I'll give it if I have to. I just think it's a really funny word and a really funny concept. And I don't want to use it for the way that it's being used now. I want to use it for my own purposes, but fine. Um, but the thing is with that warning in the beginning, they're trying to... Um, to cancel McCoy. I know. Write us. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yo, I'm like right on the chopping block for being canceled every moment of my life. And um, <laughs> all I can say is just like I, I do the puppy dog eyes when the blade comes down on me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it scared me a couple times and I think eventually I'll get caught. Um, but until then. Um, also, congratulations to you guys for being on a podcast with me. Um <laughs> Doesn't that mean you're fucked too? Doesn't matter. Um, the point that I'm trying to make though is that they're trying to to actually create like a they they were trying to say, hey, look, we get that this is of the time. We want to operate in a of the time manner. And not only that, Sherlock Holmes, the sort of general genre, is of the time and did have these things. So we want that freedom to operate in that. And in some ways they're kind of like, yo, give us a free pass. And I think everyone here got a little anxious or nervous at that. Like, free passes don't exist. You still have to manage the subject matter in a reasonable way. But I also do understand what they're trying to say, which is like, let us do something of that period. And the period that they're referring to is actually not the exact period that the work is set in, but rather the period that Sherlock Holmes was written in. And I don't know how different those are because I'm not a historian. But the point is, do you see what I'm saying? They're trying to do a Sherlock Holmes era style thing, which is not to say it was a book written at the time that it's set in, but rather a book written at the time that the Sherlock Holmes books were written in. Lance, give me a face like I'm confusing everyone. This makes a lot of sense to me. This is well, really I, confusing. I, yeah, <laughs> you lost well, me 100%. So- but but Take also way, I, I just want to maybe add into the fact and, and I think this is stuff that is later like <laughs> examined more thoroughly in maybe side quest content. Um, but like the actual island of Cordona is purposely written as an island that was inhabited by like it has its native population and it is a victim of European colonialism. Sure. Um, and you cannot I guess make that woke in any way question like i I, that's the only phrase i can seemingly seemingly put into it where it's like you know it is you you find out that cordona used to be a mining town it used to be actually very prosperous and rich with um its industrialism and that the native population there actually made like quite a living on that but then with the progress of technology um and european colonialism you know, those people have become more impoverished and they've become victims of the system, which is actually quite, you know, the theme that they put in this game. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so it's very hard to, like, it, it would be absolutely ludicrous, I think, for them to approach a thing and be like, racism doesn't exist here. Right. When you're just yeah. like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> wait a minute. Um, and I feel like if they approach it that way, it would definitely seem very ingenuous. Um, I, I definitely think that 
I think I know what McCoy is saying in terms of like written in the times of Sherlock, but it wasn't necessarily with the racism as much as it was with the sexism of like women are just, yeah. you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They, they can't handle themselves. Yeah, and I'm so like, fragile. okay, I can yeah. totally see, you know, uh, Arthur Conan Doyle, like writing something like this about how a woman passes out because she's just, she, she's just dealt with too much. And like, yeah. I'm just like, girl, I wish I could do have that excuse for work. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, exactly. I fainted. No, like with the, the lady, the, the fucking elephant fucking lady's daughter, the elephant guy's daughter, right? Not the elephant mm-hmm. in particular, but that quest, right? The daughter of the storyline. Yeah. She's just like, just figure out what the fuck to do with this elephant. I don't even fucking know. <laughs> You're like, okay, I guess to I'll To be just... fair, it's an elephant. I also wouldn't know what to do with an elephant. I know, but the way... Just, just she have no ability to just kind of put on a front. You know what I mean? Like she doesn't even like attempt to try to tell you. And then like the first fight. person that comes along and is like, "Yo, can I have your elephant?" She's like, "Yes, please." <laughs> and then just gives it to that exactly. person. Yeah, but like, but right. but in a way, they kind of combat the stereotype just with the storytelling. There is a side quest that involves a um like a dead person who ends up in a like in a security safe this person unlocks a security safe a dead body falls out who could have done it and the whole time in the story they're just like oh well this man's wife she's just so like she's so overwhelmed by everything she can't do anything and i'm just like i bet you the story is gonna be that she's the culprit Mm -hmm. and sure enough like sherlock is being all sexist and he's just like oh yeah you like they're there missus like you're fine and then later she's just like it was me (laughs) so it's just like I don't know. I feel like they do try to combat that, uh, I guess, in ways that make sense. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I think I do have to applaud this game just for the way that it approaches these things. Um, Half of the time it seems ridiculous, but it seems like when it decides to be ridiculous, like it's very obvious that they're being ridiculous as opposed to like, naive or short-sighted if that makes sense yeah i mean i would just add on top of that at least for me personally maybe not for everyone but when this is maybe the contentious part about these sorts of representations but when you represent sexism in a game in a way that we play it and we laugh when we see it i actually think that is combating it at its very nature right there like 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 if we're sitting there and laughing at this like this is fucking ridiculous like i think that in a way is already it's subtle, but it's positioning it in such a way that it seems ridiculous and we are laughing as a result. So I, I do feel like it does that. Um, some people might want more out of their game. They might want more um, dismantling or, or whatever. But to me, that that's actually enough. Like, to make something the subject of humor, because it's so fucking ridiculous, uh, is enough to me. And I think it does it here. So, yeah. As a man, I agree. <laughs> Fair. As a man who would speak for everyone in this equation. Yeah, yeah, yeah I speak for everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it's. I think I think that it. I think that they did a decent job of of presenting all of the the sensitive subjects that they presented. Um, yeah, I thought so too, actually. I think I think they did a reasonable job too of as presenting it as a part of the world. 
but not presenting it in a way that was like, and it's okay. Like when we did that refugee, right. the, the mission that, that focused very much on refugees and you're in the refugee camp, like it, yes, it, they were living in awful conditions. There was racism happening. But it at no point was the game like, and this is great. It did a pretty okay job of pointing out like, especially I think they used John there a lot, right? If I remember right, that he was like upset about it and was pointing out how not okay this was. Um, and so I think that they tried to walk that line between doing something that was historical and presenting things that would have happened during the time and were... Um, I guess, truthful to that era, but not condoning it and instead kind of, like, doing the opposite for most of what they were trying mm-hmm. to show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and but but I will say, like, on top of that, though, like, you know, it's, it's a weird concept to be, like, trying to give more shade to people who haven't played the game yet. But, you know, what I can just say from, like, a more experienced vantage point of, like, we played the game is that, like, one thing that they do hear a lot is that they will mention horrifying things, allude to horrifying things. Horrifying things may be part of the mystery that you have to unravel. And so, like, there's a lot of things in here that might warrant, like, a, quote, trigger warning. But the thing is, like, it's not like they do them. It's not like they, like, wave them in front of your screen disrespectfully, but they just don't shy away from them. And we've talked about it. Like, they, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily handle them super disrespectfully, but they are here. So it's just worth, like, noting if you're the type of person that that bothers. Like, okay, then there's something to be said for perhaps avoiding some of that stuff because they don't shy away from a lot of horrifying shit in this game. And, in fact, I think this game kind of revels in the horrifying shit in a way that I, I don't think is, like, bad and I'm not trying to denigrate it for. I actually, like, appreciate that from a sense of, I don't know. I think it adds an extra bit of darkness and I don't know. This is a very I kind think... of like the okay. antithesis of cuteness, right? Yeah. And yeah. we all know McCoy doesn't like cuteness. So, <laughs> so this makes sense for him. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like this. I like this uh, paradigm that we're creating here. I thought too, like kind they of, made yeah. a really conscious choice to make an adult game. Um, like Sherlock, this version of Sherlock Holmes, right? Like, deals with elephant sex dolls pretty explicitly like it's and they they don't shy away from what i would consider to be like quote unquote like adult topics and i think that's part of like why where they're doing that and why they're doing that like there was moments in this game where i was like ah yes they have chosen to make a a game for this is an adult sherlock game right but like Um, so like you know what i'm saying let's get a little more specific here but not for very long and if you feel like you want to skip this 15 seconds will do but like we're talking about self-harm we're talking about rape we're talking about like fucking sexism we're talking about slavery we're talking about it's like they hit these topics Mm -hmm. okay but they don't do so in such a way that is so like in your face that it's trying it's not it's not like fucking saw where they're chopping people's body parts off on screen it doesn't seem gratuitous right that's a good word Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i think i mean i think that's the whole point of the content warning is like We're going to touch on these subjects. If you don't want to expose yourself to that, don't play the game. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you've been warned. All right, let's get to it, you know? And yeah. I, I mean, I think that's the whole point. And so, you know, kudos to them for putting that in there. Yeah. 
And I say especially kudos to them in the modern era where I think it is more and more hot water and uh, to, to put that stuff in your game at all. At all. I think we're getting to a point where that stuff is is under the microscope at all. And maybe I'm old school, but I come from a point of like, I think when it's done like this, that's totally reasonable. And that's stuff that can add detail to a story if it's relevant. And I don't know. So it's here. It's relevant, mm -hmm. I think. And it's part of the story. And yeah, they're, they're yeah, it's not gratuitous. I like that word a lot. Yeah. 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 It, it makes sense in the context of the story. At no point, I think, did they have a mature story beat happen. And we all go like, whoa. Like, I mean, that the elephant like, sex it, doll was pretty whoa, but that was a good whoa. <laughs> I mean, them, them describing that was a whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said, God damn, <laughs> that's what, <I'm> <laughs> <Or> what? yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, like there, but it's definitely not like a taken aback of like an oh god, like why are you doing this kind of thing. It's, it's more just kind of like, okay, like this. Mm, it makes sense, I guess. Yeah, it's serious at times. Mm -hmm. And you note, this is serious. And that's what they want you to do. That's the darkness that they're trying to go for is serious. But mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you guys, where are we? Are we? Anyway? Well, so I just want to talk mm -hmm. one more. Like, just, just, I guess, if we're talking about story beats, like what did people think about the main overarching storyline of Sherlock rediscovering you know his secret past because i mean i for one i think where the game really excelled for me was actually the story between sherlock and his imaginary friend john and i think one thing i really liked about that was this factor of john representing this naive foolish boyish side of sherlock that is threatened and disappears what with Sherlock actually remembering and confronting what has actually happened in his life. And I think that's exemplified in a lot of ways. I mean, we joke about the fact that, you know, John is in these ridiculous positions throughout the game. You know, he's painting on the ceiling. He's like a peeping Tom at an orgy party. Like it's, it's ridiculous where he's at. And then, yeah, the outfits that you can put him in are ridiculous as well. But I couldn't help but also notice that it's just like John is just that imaginative side of Sherlock that is slowly fading. And by Sherlock, you know, actually coming to terms with what has happened and facing facts instead of fiction, John flickers away and dies in a way. Yeah. I'll put this into the equation and then I will go to the bathroom because holy shit, I need to go to the bathroom so bad. But <laughs> I like um, we're just openly saying that on the podcast now, but keep going. I just think, you know, they should mm -hmm. know because if I'm not here and I'm not saying something, I'm definitely not in the room. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other explanation. No, no, no. But what I would say is that I would go so far to echo the sentiments that you're saying that I would actually take it further and say that my fear for the subsequent games in this series is that John is gone. But there's new John. No. Well, yes. But... <laughs> I don't no, he's think he's old John. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah New true. John, Old John. I don't think New John, Old John can fulfill the <laughs> shoes of the cur- the John that was present in this game. I actually think the rapport between the two of them and the way they control your thought process between the two of them, bouncing back and forth between all the things that we outlined and the Sherlock that exists, I think was maybe like the largest... Um, most interesting novel note that they hit in this whole game i thought it was right on point like like this was they 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 literally sat there and they were like listen we have a different vision of sherlock holmes than traditional we have this one do we sell you or not and i i i personally think they struck a really interesting unique and novel chord with the dialogue between these two people and the way that they get to frame all the circumstances you get in this game and so much so i think it justified the whole anime fucking look they got everything here is justified i think in the rapport between these two characters and just so i think that's awesome and you guys can talk about how it's awesome in this game but i I actually think that sets them up for potentially failure for the rest of the series by getting rid of him i think that was a really dangerous move because i think they were setting up this whole series to be as many adventures between the two of these as they could possibly get away with and to put them sort of back into the normal Sherlock Holmes dynamic where this guy can't be on the ceiling anymore because he's a real person is potentially a detriment. I I actually think they might be taking a step back, abandoning the uniqueness that they found here. And with that, I'm going to (laughs) leave. Well, I mean, I I guess like as McCoy leaves, like maybe we can build on this, but there has been other games prior to this one Mm -hmm. um, that involve an actual john watson and i'm actually very curious to like myself play some of these games and just see what that watson sherlock dynamic is like um only because yeah like this being our first for foray into the franchise like i feel like the bar is set pretty high whereas like i will watch this game from the perspective of somebody who's played all of the frogware games before this and they're just like, ah, oh, this is just another way of representing Watson. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see, like, with these older games, perhaps, like, how Watson is portrayed. And also, like, clearly they have set this up for a sequel at the end of the yeah, game. Yeah, it was the mo- one of the most sequel tosses I've ever seen in a video game. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, super obvious they're making another one. It's yeah. the classic introduction scene well it's i i don't remember i think i read the first sherlock holmes book but i don't remember the the introduction between sherlock and and watson it it was very faithful to the uh benedict cumberbatch introduction Mm -hmm. to watson yeah, it was like um, almost word for word in some places. Yeah. If I remember Which right. was kind of weird. And like he was beating up a corpse, but with his bare hands and not a riding crop. <laughs> yep. In the show, it's a um, riding crop, which is a little more normal. It's <laughs> normal? I guess, yeah. Normal is a weird word to use for that scene, but <laughs> normal-ish. I feel like it's a little more fetishistic with a riding crop beating up a corpse than it is with your bare hands. But. Yes, so Maybe right. it's because Maybe they not. had all those like orga- orgiastic parties in the beginning like, of the game and they're just like, we can't use the riding crop. We can't crop go there. <laughs> there was a riding crop somewhere in there that was. orgy there was. Uh, there was. scene. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think Which, that... by the way, if you want to talk about the sexuality of a riding crop, y'all motherfuckers referred to it as a riding crop. And that's how I knew that, like, shit had been tainted for me. Because I was like, oh, that's that, like, thing you spank people with. And then they were like, this is for horses. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> like. Yeah, I think that one's on you. Um... Yeah, I think it might be. I don't know. I'm with. I mean, I liked the the relationship between Sherlock and imaginary John in this. It was fun. Um, John had some fun little quips throughout <laughs> the game, but I, I don't know. I'd be excited for them to also have a, a Watson. I like that character. I think it could easily be done well. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see where they will take it um, with Watson instead of John. Um, imaginary John, like. Um, I I think that it's a different, it's surely a different relationship, but it's, um, I don't know. It, it might even be more, more human, you know? Yeah. You might mm-hmm. be able to, mm-hmm. to find more in the relationship. All I hope is that the other Watson will just mysteriously teleport behind you. Yeah, in beyond the ceiling. Places. Yeah, that is yeah. like the That's one place I where I think. So he ain't gonna do that shit, bro. In like the the levity of having imaginary John, where you'd like be looking through a room and he would be in a you know doing pull ups in a in a weird place or fishing or something. So no, I'm telling you, he's gonna be using fucking garbage ass fucking AI follow mode. Okay, and he's going to, like, smash into random shit on his way, and then he's going to say shit that's supposed to be important, and you're going to look at the clownness of it, but it's not going to do what this John did. You don't know. You you don't <laughs> you don't know, man. Okay? You're, you're absolutely right. That's true. We got to wait and see. Yeah. That definitely could happen. They did avoid some of the problems of, like, traditional sidekicks by having John just teleport places and be in mm-hmm. silly, silly locations, but... I don't know. I think, like, my main takeaway from this game is, like, I'm curious to play another one. It was sure. not perfect by any means. There's some, like, problems with the mystery system that I think we've discussed that I didn't love. But, like, overall, it was fun. Um, I'd be down I'd be down trying another one. Sure. I'm definitely going to download The Devil's Daughter, which is, like, the one prior to this one. Mm-hmm. Um, just because the trailer looks epic as fuck Frogwares is very good at trailers i will say that so you know take that take with that what you will is sherlock equally anime in that one no unfortunately he like the rest of them are set in london so he's definitely more i guess traditional like arthur conan doyle Mm -hmm. sherlock style because i also really liked that poetic license that they took here where they just made him anime as fuck and gave him it was like steampunk sort of like steampunk anime sherlock yeah. Um, they gave him like like a lot of chains. Yeah. Like a lot. Way a more lot than he needed. And like always yeah. had like one sh- one sleeve slightly rolled up, which I am now super yeah. into. And it's like a I yeah, it's awakened something in me, but I think generally <laughs> great choice. So anime okay. that they even borrowed from Death Note for the final portrait, I guess. Oh my Death god, Note. that's true. <laughs> they did do that. Yeah. Why do they do that? I I, <laughs> I don't I, know. Most of the rest of this game, like, I would listen to an interview with the developers for like just fun. But the one real burning question I have is, was the portrait that they give you at the end of the game that like one of the characters gifts Sherlock? It's like, oh, here's something personal. 
was it supposed to be funny or was it serious? Because in my mind, it is hilarious and ridiculous, <laughs> but I, I just can't figure out still. I've been thinking about it since we stopped playing. Was it supposed to be funny? So I don't think so. Or not. I, well, I think it, I mean, I think this game. I think it was. I, I think, think this game is very open to the concept that anything is funny. Mm-hmm. However, I think it also does have an artistic sort of vision behind it. And I got the sense that that was trying to actually uh, showcase Sherlock in that you think you are this logical, incredibly, you know, infallible yeah. person, and yet what you really are is essentially like a lunatic. That's that's crazy. Yeah, and I can and, appreciate that, especially given, like, the history of Sherlock, but I just think, like, wow, did they miss the mark. I think they, potentially, it sounds like them, they were trying to be deep with that moment, and I think they missed the mark so hard that it circles back around to being hilarious like i think it was a direct reference to the character l from um uh death note i think it was because i think that because l is a a consulting detective um l i and he's like this kind of crazy super smart young guy um uh a little bit neurotic but just like i i think that he's basically based on sherlock holmes a little bit but like taken up to anime like insanity levels um and so i i truly think that it was a reference hmm. um and therefore meant to be kind of funny i mean wow. the similarities be- between the painting and then the screenshot that you yeah. sent james is like uncanny very striking yeah too. yeah yeah but also like regardless of how this pans out like just imagine how fucking baller you have to be to potentially make a reference to this thing right in the middle of your crescendo of your game, right? Like that's yeah, that's right. That's say. pretty sick. Bro. So <laughs> if you work for Frogware and you want to like let us know what happened behind the scenes with that moment, please write in. Like, I would love to know. Also, we'll voice act anything. It's the same with fucking Armacles. <laughs> we'll just we'll just we got microphones. None of us are fuck. British, but we will try. Uh, oh god oh my god can you please make me an npc for the combat section where i just say i'm coming (laughs) (laughs) totally do that yeah i want to be do you want to talk about the combat at all sure why not um you know it is okay here okay I'll, i'll give you the full the full rundown of the combat it's very it's mostly pretty optional in the actual game like, you'd have to do it a couple of times. They give it to you if you want to do it more. From a combat design standpoint, I think it is... So, so the whole conceit of the game is, like, don't sh- kill people. Rather, like, disarm them. And if you take that as what it is, then you're not trying to kill people and you're trying to, like, knock off pieces of armor. Um, I I think it's, like, better than it has any right to be. But I think they recognize that it's not really what people who come to this game might always, every time, want. So they kind of limit it. Um, and then when... So so I think from an action standpoint, it's, again, like I said, better than it needs to be. But but there are absolutely way too many rounds in every single combat encounter. Way too many. Like, like way too many. Like, they do, like, seven... I don't know. F- four or five instances of people coming through doors. That's way, 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 way too many. It needs to be, like, one, two... Uh, because... 
then you get to like style on people and you get to feel like a total badass about yourself which i do think some of the, a lot of the animations for for uh, uh detaining people are really badass <laughs> like when you like fucking slap them across the face or you shoot their feet or you push them over gingerly like all those are way more badass than it has any right to be but but they they do too much of it and it starts to repeat a bit um for pacing like it just it just is a little bit outpaced um but again they kept it to kind of its own section so it's like when you choose to partake in the combat they give you too much of it but it's cool like it's it's better i mean the council didn't have combat like this like this is like some good shit like i mean I think the combat is worth doing every time it is given to you for the slap down animation alone. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> That's probably my favorite combat moment 2022. Calling it now. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's... I know we're going to play Elden Ring in a couple weeks, but, like, <laughs> this is way better. No. <laughs> oh. It's good. I mean, there's there's something very like satisfying about like not only just slapping a guy, but also I just love the the head on the hand, like slightly gingerly pushing them over, yep. just being like, "You lost." Yeah, that yeah. one's really good too. It's they awesome. nailed those animations. They did, mm. and even his his pose for shooting and everything about it, like his whole stance and everything, it's it's really good. It's really good. It's just they they do a bit too much of it. And it's a bit too repetitive, but. The core of it is way better than it has a right to be. And good for them for that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, perfect. Are we ready? I was going to say, I think if no one else has anything, I think we're good to uh, rate this. Objection. Bad boy. John's not real. Did we talk about that? <laughs> I think we went to <laughs> okay, that. Okay, right, cool. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All You're right. Let's good do it. to okay. proceed. Should I just File go motion. first? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Perfect. Um, honestly, and I'm only speaking from this because, you know, I played all the side quests. So, you know, unlike my drunken cyberpunk playthrough where I go like, don't do all the side quests. It sucks. <laughs> One thumb up. I'm actually going to give the same game two thumbs up. I really enjoy this game. I definitely agree. Main story quest uh, decisions don't seem all that fulfilling and i think that's why i don't necessarily like would consider it perhaps like over like i don't know two thumbs is pretty high but like i i don't know i just really enjoyed this game um i i liked the the past you know the story about sherlock's past i liked all the side quests i actually found it enjoyable to like explore around the city and see what i could come up with and encounter um eavesdropping on things was interesting like definitely it's definitely flawed in a lot of ways but yet it was a kind of flaw that i was content to ignore rather than have it disappoint my experience and i think that means something um I'm definitely going to be downloading more of Frogwares games, and I guess we'll see how well, like, the past games really hold up. But, like, I am genuinely curious to play their next installment of this franchise should they choose to, like, do a Sherlock Holmes Chapter 2, for instance. Um, But also, you can bet that I'm going to be heavily, like, vying for the Spooky Games Month, uh, whatever that 
Lovecraftian type game that they have going on, I'm definitely going to vie for that for Spooky Games Month this this year. Because I think what they have to offer is actually quite interesting and fun to play. So two thumbs up from me. Um, I will pass this on to Raphael. So, hmm. I mean, I think it was certainly fun in a lot of its ridiculousness as a group playthrough. Um, so that was enjoyable. But I don't know. I'm not sure that like I didn't actually like the the story with John that much. It felt very contrived to me. Um, John as a character was ridiculous and that was funny. Um, but that's about it, I think. Um, yeah, I guess like between the like various like parts of the, the mystery mechanics that worked well and kind of fell flat with the choices, it probably settles out at a one thumb up for me, I think. And I will pass to McCoy. All right. Yeah. I. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Because I am like the number one person who tries to give games like this more credit in the general rating system because I do think the value they provide is higher than perhaps their quality at times. But I think I'm going to end with a one thumb because I really do think this game undermines itself at times when it tries to add sort of ambiguity and morality into its sort of uh, puzzle solving. But, you know, I'm not one to, to face the rating system, but I do think it's, it's, it's between one and two thumbs for sure for me. Uh, Would you say no one and a half? No, I wouldn't say that. Okay. No, I wouldn't <laughs> say that. Just check it for Would the you official say record. Five thirds. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll say five thirds. No, but like you know, it's just, it's just. Oh God, I, I think, I think everything that everyone has said here has been super valid. Like, and I think it's just a matter of like how much you respond to that or not. But like, I, I respond to games like this. I do enjoy it. I also think on the pantheon of games like this, it is of the higher quality, but it is not of the highest quality. That's the way I would describe it. And so I enjoy games like that because it turns out you take the cream off of the crop right right off the top and you enjoy those games like the council, the best game ever made. And then you come back here and you want more. And at first you don't accept much because you want something similar. But then eventually, as time goes on and we all get older and we realize that you're never gonna find another council, you're in fact just gonna find something close to it. (laughs) And so you start to change your expectations and you start to recognize that something close is sort of similar and it feels sort of good. And so, well, I'm getting, I'm building all of this um, just to say like, I fucking enjoy this game, mm-hmm. you know? And I would enjoy more of these games and fair play to that. And I want to send great thanks to that. I think overall though, I'd like them to improve this more. And I think it could easily land two thumbs. It's very, very close. 
And in fact, it might be there. So you might be right on this one. It's hard to say. I feel one thumbs in my heart right now, but I could regret this come year end. But it's got some style. I like it. It's got some character. I like it. However, I think it's got a lot of room to go. And it's it's certainly, in my eyes, nowhere near a gold star yet. Yet. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure they're not capable. Um, but I'm not sure they are capable. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, th- if, if any of those words made any sense to you, I've said a lot of words that didn't make sense to anyone, and Elena's given me indications of that. Um, that's where I feel about that. I would say one thumb, but if you find yourself interested in these sorts of things... And you find yourself, I wouldn't say bored because humans don't get bored in the modern day, but if you find yourself exhausted of scrolling and you want something interesting, uh, yeah, this shit's good. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like playing with all you guys. Okay. I will pass to James now. To me? Yeah, bro. You didn't see that coming. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, I've been I I've been also thinking that this is like between a one and two thumbs game for me. I think I think it's gonna land on a one thumb as well. Um, I think that the the interface um, definitely hurt it for a group playthrough vibe. Um, but like Zoe mentioned, like that's not gonna affect you nearly as much if you don't have like five people watching you play the game um or you aren't one of those five people watching the game like i think that that's it's a much more intuitive and reasonable system for that context i just was not in that context um and um i think that um yeah i don't know uh like maybe it was it was like too good for <laughs> to, for it to go like off the deep end um yeah i mean i i think one thumb is is reasonable for this game but i, I it's like a very solid one thumb of like this was fun like and they have a ton of games and and I'm hoping that we can do some more group playthroughs for their games. Um, I'm on board for the uh, scary games, uh, Sinking City. Yeah. Um, Somebody clipped that. I think the timestamp so we can I pull it back the, up in October. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, I've I've accepted in my heart that Scary Games Month is going to be a thing. Why is the and only so, holiday we have the thing that fucks James over? It's the only ritual yeah, we have. Yeah. Yeah. On the whole podcast. Yeah. Well, that and uh, game of the year. You're right. But, you're right. Okay, um, you're right. Yeah. Yep. Um, but like doing this for scary games month, I think will be a lot less horrifying. All right, someone clip that. Get back to me later. Um, <laughs> James, 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 James. Is it fair to say this? Is it fair to say yeah. we give this game one thumb in the same way that my dad gave our podcast a three out of five stars because there's quote room for improvement? Is that? Is yes. that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's that's exactly what it is. Okay. Fair. That's exactly what it is. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree with your dad. We have room for improvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> have we improved though? That's the question. We'll let the gods decide that on that one, but yeah. Uh, yep. 
don't answer that question. <laughs> uh, and if you do, uh, send it to Gmail. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just Gmail in general. <laughs> Yo, Raphael will just get that one. Out. Don't worry about it. Uh, send it to our Gmail, not just any Gmail. Um, but, you know, Google might like to know. Uh, yeah. Um, Elena, what you got for us? Yeah. Okay. I've been thinking about this. I've been going back and forth. And then I remembered the deciding factor midway through Zoe's review. No, someone else's review. Oh, it doesn't matter. Um there are a lot of things that I like about this game. I mean, obviously, playing with you guys was fun. I don't think I've ever had, like, a bad playthrough experience with all of you. Like, I've never come out and been like, thumbs down for the playthrough, though. Mm. Um, so that was really fun. Especially the part we got to do in person. That was super fun. Um, mm. And then, I, I mean, I love mystery games. I, I'm, like, full in on mystery games. And like I said before, I was already looking up, are there more of these? Do I have more to play of these? Um because they're they're decent. You know, I think that the way the clues go together at the beginning is pretty good. We didn't talk about it much, but, like, sort of the um, part where, like, you search the room for clues, and then you, like, there's an alt point that shows up, and then you visualize <laughs> what happened. That was, like, kind of cool, where you put the scene together with, like, little ghost people. Um, I liked that. I liked the way, like, but then, I think, you know, the clues at the end really fall apart for me. We've talked about it before, but, like, the ambiguity they introduced to it and the fact that there is... Um, just not a real clear right answer rub me wrong with Sherlock Holmes and also with mystery games in general. And then I remembered the, like, what I consider to be... I'm trying to find a phrase here and I can't, but, like, cardinal the... Cardinal sin? Sure. The cardinal sin of this game, which is that there is no right answer to these fucking mysteries. Yeah. That is unacceptable, and I'm upset about that. And so I'm giving this game just one thumb <laughs> because I, I disagree with a mystery game that does not have a right answer to the mysteries. I think that's bad. And I think it's particularly bad for a Sherlock Holmes game. We talked about all that earlier. Um, that said, like, I, I loved the weird mix of, like, serious but also bizarre and funny Stuff that went on, there, like the that that elephant quest, like gold gold star. I mean, yeah, Chef's sure. kiss. That was great. I really enjoyed that. I liked how funny it was, but also there was a decent mystery behind it. Um, I just think that the mysteries really fall off towards the end of the game, in terms of your ability to solve them. And I'm angry about them not having a right answer. And as someone who loves mystery games, I can't accept that fully. So, one thumb. I'll probably still go play more of these. Like, not bad, enjoyable, but. For sure, one thumb for me. That's it. That's the definitive answer. There you have it. The yeah. be all end all. Yeah. And with that, should we yeah. end all of our podcast? This episode, yes. Yeah. We can do yeah. that. The whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> right here. We didn't just yeah. have a discussion about blogs for, for any reason. Yeah. No. Fair. Fair. <laughs> but like, you know, oh, sappy part comes in, but like... The best part of the playthrough was hanging out with all you guys. It was so fun. Um, and the second best part of the playthrough is me doing research online to buy a terabyte hard drive to, to, to send to Zoe with the file so she can edit it. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Second favorite part. Exactly. The Hopefully the playthrough will be up on our YouTube. Eventually. 
within the year. Within the yeah. year. That's <laughs> so reasonable. We can do that. Yeah, very reasonable. That, we yeah. can do that. Yeah. It's Achievable about- timeline. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Under promise, over deliver. Under exactly. promise, over deliver. Yep. Dude, the first thing. Well, you're did... sending the hard drive. Also, send the black sad playthrough. Of course, of course. I'm gonna do research to get one that can fit both. But I think the black sad playthrough is like 200 gigs at least, at least. <laughs> so like, you know, I, I, I. Part of me has been thinking about how I want to optimize the hard drive that I'll send to you because if you use like a standard hard drive, right? Like it has like a spinning needle and it could like be damaged in transit, but. There is part of me that thinks it's really funny to send the slowest hard drive possible with the largest amount of files. <laughs> so it gets to you and then you just have to sit there for like a day and a half as it downloads. I just there's part of that just Sorry, can't do the podcast this week. This thing's been downloading since last Wednesday and it's only twenty three percent of the way through just giggling to himself. That I mean, I that's the stuff that that gets me off. What can I say? I don't know why like I just it's like, I don't know why, but it just it just does. So um if All if right, that right, if that gets McCoy me off next week, we'll tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out of here. Get out. Get out of here. <laughs> something else. Oh Perfect my God. note to end on. <laughs> no, you cannot put the song in after yet. Why not? Just hit the stop button. All right.